Good morning, afternoon or evening everybody and welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Pangolin, the conservation podcast. I'm your host Jack Baker and I am so excited because today, after about 70 episodes, about 30 bonus episodes, about 10 conference presentations, about 3 years... I have finally, 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 finally seen a pangolin in real life and I am here to tell you all about it today. So I'm so excited, I'm so grateful, I'm so ready and yes, without further ado, let's get started. <laughs> Yay! Finally happened! <laughs> And welcome back to the show. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining me on what is a very, 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 very special day indeed. Because, yes, I am here to finally tell the story of the first time I ever saw a pangolin in my entire life. This animal that has indisputably and unarguably changed the course of my entire existence, I had never met. And last week I flew to Prague Zoo and I got to see one in real life. And I think by the fact <laughs> that I'm almost tearing up just thinking about it can probably sum up just how important this whole experience was to me. And so, yes, while we have been doing our Africa series and while we've been kind of celebrating um, all of those wonderful species, I felt like I had to do a little solo story time, no guests, just me and my laptop and my microphone um, and my little stuffed pangolin behind me. Uh, <laughs> that uh, if you're watching the video version on Spotify, you can you can see. And um, I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm so excited to finally be able to tell you um, all about it. So yes, I I guess let's let's. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. I've known that for sure, and I've made some notes to try and like make sure I stay on track. Um, but I, just for context for everybody, um, last week I went to Prague and I saw a pangolin for the first time at Prague Zoo. Uh, they have uh, two Chinese pangolins there. Uh, three, sorry, Chinese pangolins there. Spoiler alert uh, for what I was about to say next. Three Chinese pangolins there. They have a male, a female, and they have a little baby pango pup as well, who was born last year, I believe. Um, and as soon as I saw that news story about the pangolin being born, um, I knew I had to go. I knew I had to go and see it. It was an important journey for me. It was the only way I was going to be able to see a pangolin. i I am not readily available, as most people are, to spend thousands of pounds on flights to um, Namibia or anywhere across in kind of Southeast Asia. So I, I, I knew that my only hope was going to this zoo. And I'm so grateful that I did because the whole thing was just incredible. Um, 
and I guess like for anyone who doesn't know, we'll, we'll go back in time. Um, my experience with pangolins started about three years ago during my master's in conservation at the University of St. Andrews, um, where I was assigned this kind of little animal to study. Um, I was talking to my supervisor about it um, and she kind of inspired me to talk about it. And at the time, I like I was aware of what the pangolin was, but I... I didn't really know what it was. I kind of had a little awareness. I didn't really know too much. And I, I met it and I fell in love with it almost instantly. Um, and it was all just happening during the course of the pandemic. So I was meant to go and do field work in Namibia and see a pangolin potentially in the wild and work with people who are doing conservation work and interview a lot of people who are doing conservation work. And all of those plans had to change and all of those plans had to be scrapped. And so the closest I'd ever gotten to a pangolin in real life was a uh, was a uh, a uh, uh, like video or a bit of a like a screenshot of a camera trap or something that someone I know had sent me or or whatever it was and and like I have formed this bond this long distance weird relationship with this animal not even knowing really like what it was in real life I didn't know what it, how it moved and I didn't know how it kind of how the aura that was around it was because you know these things you can form connections online and through videos and things but it wasn't the same uh and yet despite all that i i just fell more and more in love with it and i created the this podcast i created six episodes originally all about the pangolin and now we're up at episode 70 celebrating all of the stories that kind of um are underappreciated like the pangolin story like all of the stories that people should know about and like the the giraffe and how it's be going kind of extinct yet nobody talks about it because it's popular and we see it everywhere we talked about underappreciated stories like um youth representation or we talked about kind of groups who are doing creative unusual things like using music to kind of um inspire conservation where we talked about all sorts of things and so all of this work was done under the name of an animal that this project was all based on but i had never actually seen and so while we don't talk about the pangolin every week, the energy of that animal has been part of my life for three years. It's been something that has changed everything. It's shaped everything and it's created what the show is now. And so I knew I had to go and see it. And I, it meant so much to me that this opportunity was presented that I could go somewhere in Europe and be able to see it. So Earlier this year, I booked tickets, um, booked hotels, um, I got time off and I made sure that I was going to be able to go and see it. Um, and yes, last week I flew to see a pangolin for the first time, which was just incredible. So we arrived in Prague on the the the, the, the Monday. Um, on Monday, we kind of spent the day wandering around the city, which is gorgeous and beautiful and the architecture is incredible and everything was so lovely and historic and I learned so much and I was very tired all day because the flight was very early but it was just the best best time and so yes we explored Prague on the first day and the second day we got up bright and early 9am Prague Zoo opened so we were on kind of transport all the way to the zoo um bright and early at about 8am after having breakfast and um it was just, yeah, so exciting. Um, we arrived at the zoo, 
for opening, I think maybe five past nine we got there. Um, there was all sorts of school groups outside. We kind of were a little nervous because when there's a lot of school kids, I was like, if they're blocking the view of the pangolin, we're going to have problems. But they were they were very, very sweet and they went off in an opposite direction to us. Um, and as soon as we got into the zoo, we made our way straight to their um, Indonesian jungle house, which features things like orangutans and there's Komodo dragons in there and all sorts of little monkeys and um, binturongs and all sorts of things and no offence to any of those species but I ran straight past them right to where the pangolins were found um, and yes it was just the most incredible thing um, they're in a dark area um, in the the, the zoo and um, they're in a nocturnal kind of house because as we know they are kind of more active in the kind of evenings and nighttime. Um, and yes we went in there was darkness and I knew darkness meant pangolins were near um, and we walked past all sorts of things I think there was a loris um, and a couple other kind of flying uh, little creatures and I, I saw it straight away I saw the sign and I couldn't believe it I was overwhelmed I was like it was like meeting I don't know if like I, who's whoever your favorite celebrity is, whoever your favorite singer is, if Taylor Swift or Lady Gaga or who else is awesome, I don't even know. If, if everybody, any your favorite celebrity, walked into a room, it was like that for me. I walked around and I walked up to this glass and and there it was, waddling away in the darkness. And I, I can't quite summarize how that felt. It was a moment that just kind of took my breath away, and. There's a video of me reacting to it that I will share later on in this podcast. And most of the content is me just kind of going, ah, because I, I didn't know how to process it. The way that it moved and it waddled and it, it tucked itself away and it curled up in a ball. And the way the kind of red, orangey light bounced across the scales and created this kind of gorgeous shadowy pattern across it. And the way that it kind of climbed and fell up down a tree and the way it kind of moved and everything was just so more than anything that I could have ever imagined it to be. It was just the most beautiful creature I've ever seen and the most precious creature. The way that it kind of nervously and curiously moved across its exhibit and kind of stuck its nose into things and didn't really know like oh am I going to go this way or am I going to go into my burrow no I'm not going to go into my burrow I'm going to move this way and I'm going to move that way the way that it did all of these things was just spellbinding and enchanting and amazing and I think we got really lucky because when we went in, there was actually a film camera in there, which I guess was with the zoo, either for local news or to get footage for marketing or whatever it was. So when we went in, the lights were on. So they had they were the one that we first saw was in this kind of dark area. And then we walked a little bit up and the all of the lights were on because they were taking this video. And so all of a sudden, not only did I have this interaction with this amazing, amazing, beautiful, wonderful creature in the dark and saw it kind of moving in this way, it then came out into the light. And I can't, I know that I have wear, I'm going to wear rose-tinted glasses and I'm going to tell you that it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was just so incredible. The way that the, the kind of sunlight 
dappled its kind of back, the way that it kind of moved and it dug and it, it climbed and it's kind of used its little hands to move and the way that its tail, like robotically, but somehow naturally curled and moved and it flopped and it kind of fell over and it wiggled and it did all these things were just spellbinding and fantastic and amazing. And I, I can't say how incredible it was to see it in real life. The emotion that I felt was spectacular. I I can't begin to explain it. I've tried. <laughs> I've rambled probably for about 10 minutes already, so I've tried. But it was just so enchanting. And I feel so lucky and so re-inspired. The way that the animal... Like, I felt this connection with this incredible, beautiful creature in a way that I've not felt with any creature in a very long time. And I think obviously this was the most important one for me. And it just re-inspired me and it made me realise like the way that the work that I've done over the last few years and the awareness raising that I have done and the people that I've reached and the stories that I've helped to tell, I know they're not about me, but seeing it in real life made it so <laughs> I didn't want to cry made me realise that everything that I've done actually means something and actually is worth doing what I'm doing and it's worth fighting for these animals and it's worth fighting for these beautiful things and we shouldn't give up because there's horrible stories in the news about pangolins and we shouldn't give up because there's a trafficking story or there's something nasty happens or there's a climate change or whatever it is, we have to keep fighting because these animals are so incredible. And I can't tell you how inspired but also angry it made me that I was like, why are we having to fight for these animals? Because they are so incredible. They're so magical and like, not anger, not anger, not but like passion, I guess. Like an internal like flame was relit of like, why are we having to do this? Because I am so amazed by you and I'm so inspired and I I can't, like, I can't put into words. Like, I can't, oh, I know why conservation issues happen and I know it's a complex web of things and I know there's a lot to deal with. But I, I'm not going to stop fighting now. I I can't. And I, I'm, I, I, I just, I'm so, I, if my... If the podcast or the stories that someone has told on the podcast have ever reached you, whether it be about a pangolin or whether it be about an okapi or whether it be about an ibis or a spoonbill or a manatee or the Lake Titicaca frog or a tapir or an anteater or whatever it is, I am so grateful for you and I can't believe that this has all happened in the pangolin's name. I'm, I, I, I'm so, so grateful. Um, and it was just the most magical, magical experience. Um, and I wouldn't change it for anything. And I'm so glad that I've done everything I can to help. And I will do more and I will always do more. And I hope that hearing me embarrassingly cry on the podcast makes you want to do more to protect these wonderful creatures um, because it's just the best. 
and they're just the best and wildlife is the best and whatever your thing is it's the best and you need to keep doing whatever you're doing to protect it um and yeah i guess like what i what i'm gonna do now is cut away and we're gonna show the first moment i met a pangolin and some clips of the pangolin waddling about and all sorts of amazing things. So if you're on Spotify, you'll be able to hear and see my reaction. If you're on any other platform, you'll be able to just hear my reaction. But all of the things will, of course, be posted on social media. So please go and follow all of our accounts because you'll be able to see all the things there. Um, but yes, so here is the video of me first meeting a pangolin for the very, very first time. And yeah, it's just as emotional as you'd imagine. And yes, it will make me cry on the podcast for the second time this episode, but enjoy, please, please enjoy. <laughs> Gonna climb? You are gonna climb. <gasps> Look at you. Oh. So dopey. Uh, you are. Oh, oh, oh dear. Oh. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. You tried. <laughs> I've just seen it. I've just seen the pangolin for the first time and I am so happy. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed seeing me cry twice on the show today. Um, I, I honestly am so grateful for all of you. I 
hope you've enjoyed hearing that story and I hope you feel as re-inspired as I did hearing my story as I was experiencing my story because it was just the most magical, incredible time. And I have to say, of course, a huge thanks to Prague Zoo, a huge thanks to all of you for supporting me through this journey and allowing me to do this. A huge thank you to my friends, to Jodie for coming with me, to my parents for putting up with all of the rambling about pangolins for the last few years. Um, thank you to everybody who made this little boy's dream come true. This person, I'm gonna cry again, <laughs> who made this little boy's dream come true and who lets me pretend to be David Attenborough one hour a week on the name of the pangolin um, because it, it means the world and thank you, thank you all so, so much and I hope you've enjoyed this special and it, we'll be back to normal less crying shows next week but for right now it's just, it feels right, doesn't it? It feels right, given it's been three years of waiting. <laughs> if this is your first episode, I promise they're not all like this. Um, but uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's show. I am so grateful to all of you. Um, you can subscribe to the show on spotify or apple podcasts or google podcasts or wherever you're listening please subscribe and please leave us a nice review if you can um we would love that it would make me very very grateful um you can also find us on social media we're at pangolin podcast on everything on twitter on facebook on linkedin on instagram on tiktok on all of them we are there so please go and check us out and there'll be links for all of that in the the bio uh, of this episode um you can follow me if you want to see lots of pangolin pictures and videos on social media, you can follow me. Um, I am at the only Jack Baker on Instagram and at only Jack Baker on Twitter. Um, and yes, aside from that, all I have to say is thank you. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Please keep fighting for wildlife because it will always amaze us and it will always provide joy and light, and love. And until next time, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>